Next, the golden days of radio. Hi, this is Frank Brzee welcoming you to the golden days of radio. Great moments from radio programs of the past featuring the world's most famous personalities. Those memorable moments when everyone listened to enjoy the make-believe world of radio. On this program, we are featuring songstress Peggy Lee and one of the great comedians of all time, a man who became famous in all facets of show business, vaudeville, stage, radio, motion pictures, and television, Mr. Ed Wynn. This is the fourth and last program from the studios of the American Forces Network here in Frankfurt, Germany. It's been a great four weeks. I only wish I could stay longer. Well, perhaps next time. And now, from the AFN Library, here's Miss Peggy Lee. There'll be a change in the weather And a change in the sea From now on, there'll be a change in me My walk will be different My talk and my name Nothing about me is gonna be the same I'm gonna change my way of living And if that ain't enough I'll even change the way I strut my stuff So all through the new year Just A, B, C You make a happy Peggy Lee If you will A, B, C Ed Wynn was one of the most popular entertainers of all time. Vaudeville, Broadway stage, motion pictures, television, and radio. Here's the Ed Wynn Show of January 5th, 1945. The Ed Wynn Show with Elsie the Cow, Jerry Wayne, Mark Warno and his orchestra, yours truly, Paul Douglas, and starring Ed Wynn as Bubbles. <laughs> Thank you. Hello, everybody. Hello, Paul. Hello. Uh, company, I think. Oh, yeah. Who can that be? Well, I don't know. Come in, please. Why, look, Paul. It's the famous radio crooner, Harvey Lagoon. Hmm. He's the man. He's the man who makes every girl tremble with delight when she hears his romantic, thrilling voice. Isn't that true, Harvey? Oh, yes, indeed. See? <laughs> Someday he's going to nip me a pair of bobby socks, you know. <laughs> what can I do for you, Harvey? Well, Bubbles, you're an expert on everything. That's right. Well, I'm looking for a lawyer to handle a case for me. I'm your man. I'll handle any case at all for $500 plus 12 bologna sandwiches, you say. Uh, what's the 12 bologna sandwiches for? Well, when I plead a case, I have the jury eating right out of my hand, you know. <laughs> now, exactly what's on your mind? Well, happy Bill Benson, the radio comedian, is ruining my career by telling jokes about how skinny I am. I say. Well... I need a lawyer to protect my rights. Don't cry. After all, I'm only human. Don't say anything you can't prove, you know. <laughs> Harvey, do not worry. We'll take that guy Benson to court, and the first thing I'll do is gather evidence from all parts of the city. Mm -hmm. I go to Prospect Park, that'll be a fee of, of uh, $25. I go to Bay Ridge, that'll be a fee of $50. 
I go to Flatbush, that'll be a fee of $100. Fee for Flatbush, $100? Why? Well, that's a fee that grows in Brooklyn, you see. <laughs> Bubbles, are you sure you know anything about law? My goodness, I should say I do. Why, you take, for instance, the matter of beating your wife, you know. Yeah. That's a subject most men are interested in. Now, hitting your wife with a mop gets you 10 years. That's 10 years in jail. Oh. But hitting your wife with a shovel gets you 20 years oh, in jail. Oh, ju just a second. A mop 10 years, a shovel 20 years? Yeah. Why? Spades is double. I see. That. <laughs> but, Bubbles, you, you're kidding this man. You don't know a thing about law. What do you mean? Look at the way I handled that case for the butcher down the block. He hired me to sue some rabbits that ran away from his butcher shop. Well, you sued the rabbits? Yeah. Well, what court would try a case like that? The court of missing hares. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> now, let me get back to you, Harvey. Yes, that... Bubbles, I'm, uh, I'm not so sure that you can handle my case. Don't be ridiculous. Legal training runs in my family. But don't you worry, Harvey. You go home. I'll get started on your case right away. And now, a young man with a voice. Jerry Wayne sings, I'm Making Believe. Jerry? I'm making believe That you're in my arms Though I know you're so far away Making believe I'm talking to you Wish you could hear what I say And hear in the gloom of my lonely room We're dancing like we used to do Making believe is just another way of dreaming So till my dreams come true I'll whisper goodnight Turn out the light and kiss my pillow Making believe it's you My lonely room We're dancing like we used to do Making believe Is just another way of dreaming So till my dreams come true I'll whisper goodnight Turn out the light and kiss my pillow Making believe it's you only making believe It's you one of those papers. I happen to be the lawyer for that radio singer. Here, let me look in this paper. 
Oh, this is wonderful. This is even better than I thought. This is the most marvelous news I could hope for. What? Snowflake will recover from a frostbite. <laughs> now, let me see. Before Harvey Lagoon's case comes up in court, I'll interview the president of a staying club. That's what I'll do. Say, Sonny, how do you get to 72 Burmell Avenue? I don't know. Say, lady, how do you get to 72 Burmell Avenue? I don't know. Uh, mister, how do you get to 72 Burmell Avenue? I don't know. Hey, Mabel, how do you get to 72 Burmell Avenue? I don't know. Hey, Bud, how do you get to 72 Burmell Avenue? 72 Burmell Avenue? It's right across the street there. <laughs> oh, thanks. It's right across the street, Joe. It's right across the street, lady. It's right across the street, Sonny. It's right across the street, mister. Thank you. <laughs> and so ends another broadcast of We the People. <laughs> Now, to get started, 72 Burmell Avenue. Why, here it is, right here. How do you do, miss? My name is Bubbles. Frankly, I've never regretted not knowing you, you know what I mean? <laughs> hey, don't get so fresh. Can you tell me something about the Harvey Lagoon fan club? What's to tell? Huh? I am Antoinette McCorkle. President and organizer of the Harvey Lagoon Fan Club, by Avenue Division, Chapter 22, Nutmeg Patrol, GBH. What's the GBH? What? God bless Harvey. <laughs> Come on in. Oh, thank you. You're one of Harvey Lagoon's most ardent admirers, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Well, tell me something about yourself, will you, miss? What's to tell? I'm 20 years old and one of twins. You don't say. How do people tell you apart? Oh, my brother's got a mustache. <laughs> so, you want to join the Harvey Lagoon fan club, huh? No, I don't want to join any club. I just want to talk to you. Oh. Tell me more about yourself. Your schooling, for instance. What's the tell? When I was 19, I wanted to go to Vassar. My mother wanted me to go to Columbia, but my old man nixed the whole thing. Too bad. Why? He said Pfeiffer should graduate from public school. <laughs> so you want to join the Harvey Lagoon Fan Club? No, I don't want to join a club. Heaven's sake. I joined a club last week, the National Automobile Club. The very next day, I was expelled from the Automobile Club. What for? Well, I was practicing driving an automobile, you know, around mm -hmm. the block, you see. And three times, I knocked over the policeman on the corner. Ooh. The fourth time I came around, the policeman saw me, you know, mm -hmm. and he ran into a house, up the stairs, into a room, locked the door, and hid under the bed. Gee, what happened? Oh, I got him. <laughs> now tell me, Annie, when did you first meet this uh, Harvey Lagoon? It was two years ago, at an oyster fry in Isacal. It was, man. Yeah. He was sitting at a table. Yeah. And I walked by and dropped my handkerchief. Think of that. Well, naturally, he turned around the minute he heard it fall. <laughs> he heard your handkerchief fall? Yeah, I had it wrapped around a bottle of beer. <laughs> and did that break the ice? No, it broke the bottle, you know what I mean? Said it, uh, you said you want to join the Harvey Lagoon fan club. I said nothing of the kind. 
I don't want to join a club. Now, stop pestering me. I merely want to ask you as a typical girl, tell me what you think of Harvey. What to tell? <laughs> you may quote me as saying that if Harvey Lagoon ever leaves the air, yeah. I, as president of the Harvey Lagoon fan club, will do something drastic. No. I will go into the kitchen and stick my head in the oven. And turn on the gas? Are you nuts? You can get killed that way. <laughs> I think I know just how you feel about him, Annie. There was a time when I was crazy about a Satan girl I love. Oh, tell me about it. What's to tell? <laughs> I loved her madly, from afar. Mm -hmm. Talk about your movie star. This girl had Hedy Lamar's eyes, Betty Grable's face, and Dorothy Lamar's lips. <laughs> The only trouble was she had Lassie's nose. <laughs> well, goodbye now. I'm on my way to the radio studio to hear Harvey Lagoon sing. My goodness, the entrance to this radio studio is, is crowded. What a mob waiting to see the broadcast. Elevator isn't running. Where's the elevator operator? I'll run the elevator, lady. Step right in, folks. This car takes you to all the programs. Now, who is going to gangbusters? My goodness. Now, who is going to the Lone Ranger? Wonderful. Now, who is going to the Edwin program? The cold weather must be keeping them away, I guess. <laughs> oh, well. Faith Floor, Hall of Fame, Quiz Kids, Jimmy Fiddler, Counter Spy. And by the way, folks, make way for this lady with her 27 children. What program is she going to? Can you top this? <laughs> Second Floor, Marv Perkins, Breakfast Club, Honeymoon Hill, and Portia faces life. Ah! What's the matter? Life just faced Portia. <laughs> Third floor, Harvey Lagoon broadcast. <laughs> they didn't even wait for the door to open. <laughs> well, here's where I get out, too. Let's see, I wonder what studio Harvey is singing in. I'll take a look in this studio. You're a liar. Don't you call me a liar. You want to bust in the nose. Put down that knife. Well, be joking me. That was the goodwill arbitration hour, I guess. Ah, <laughs> oh, here's the Harvey Lagoon studio. I hope I'm in time to hear him sing. My goodness, the program is over. But there's the microphone. All my life, I've wanted to sing into a microphone. I'm going to try right now. <laughs> Sweet summer breeze, whispering trees. Boo, 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 boo. I'm getting recognition already. <laughs> Hello? Oh, it's you. Well, what do you think of my voice? It does. Well, so do you. <laughs> Goodbye, Duffy. Maybe I'd better stick to my law books and prepare for that trial. That's what I. Want.
order in the court. The case of Harvey Lagoon, radio singer versus Happy Bill Benson, radio comedian. Who was that blabbermouth, Your Honor? He's the bailiff. What's his name? John Hay. Oh, bailiff Hay, huh? <laughs> well, tell him to stop horsing around and let's get started with this trial. Just a moment, Your Honor. This man has no right to try a case. Who are you? Donald Q. Blackstone, counsel for the defense. Oh, I remember you. You represented the Acme Furniture Company when a client of mine sued for a set of furniture. In our first case, my client got the bed. In our second case, he got the table. The third time we came to court, my client didn't do so good. Why, what happened? He got the chair. <laughs> Bubbles, one more interruption like that and I'll have you disbarred. I object. On what grounds? I refer you to my copy of the Federal Statutory Amendment to the Judicial Code. Section 3, Article 7, Paragraph 9, and here it is. And what does it say? Well, let me read it. It says, this book was stolen from the New York Public Library. <laughs> That'll hold you. Your Honor, this man isn't a lawyer. He ought to be thrown in jail for 20 years. Put me in jail, Mr. Blackstone? Your Honor, I refer you to the plea made by the defendant in the case of Cooper versus Armerly in the state of Nebraska in 1927. What did Cooper say? Don't fence me in. <laughs> now I proceed with the case of Harvey Lagoon, Basis, Happy Bill Benson. There is still one juror to be selected. I'll attend to that right now, Your Honor. You, mister. Yes, sir. Have you, uh, have you formed any opinion for or against uh, Harvey Lagoon? Harvey Lagoon? Yeah. Don't mention that name to me. Why? My wife. She's nuts about him. She don't cook for me. She don't clean the house. All she does is listen to Harvey Lagoon. I see. Finally, last night, I said to myself, I got to hear him. I got to find out what they're all going crazy about. <laughs> so two o'clock in the morning, I locked myself in my room and listened to one of his records. Well, the guy's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, sir. And here's a gift certificate entitling you to a free case of mumps for that evidence there. Now, Your Honor, the jury is completed. And now I call my first witness, Mrs. Blanche Lagoon. Mrs. Lagoon, is Harvey Lagoon your son? Yes, sir. I have four sons, all boys. <laughs> now I know where Harvey inherited his adenoids. <laughs> Mrs. Lagoon, a lot of people have made unkind remarks about your son. How do you account for that? I can explain it in a few well-chosen words. Yeah, well, choose them good. All right. Is it because of his upbringing? No. Is it because of his family background and education? No. No. Is no. it because of his early childhood and environment? No. Well, then what is it? Bubbles, I raised that boy. I watched him grow from cradle to manhood. Yeah. As his mother, I can tell you. What? He's just a natural-born jerk. <laughs> Thank you, Mrs. Blanche Lagoon. And please stop crying all over the judge. He dries out to a very funny color. <laughs> now, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, I call my star witness, Harvey Lagoon, the radio crooner himself. Hello, girl. Oh, Harvey! All right, Judge, set him up in the next courtroom. <laughs> now I continue the case. Harvey Lagoon, stand in front of the jury so they can see you. 
Yes, sir. Look at him, ladies and gentlemen of the jury. Look at those soulful eyes. <laughs> Look at that glossy hair. Look at those two shell-like ears. Both on the same side of his head. <laughs> but why waste words when Harvey can state his own case better than I? Harvey Lagoon sings for the jury. All of me. Why not take all of me? Yes, folks, take all of him. <laughs> the last time Harvey got on a weighing machine, the little card came out and said, I give up, what is it? <laughs> you took the part that once was my heart. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, this boy doesn't have to sing for a living. So why not take all of me, me? I rest the case. Your Honor, Your Honor, we, the jury, are about to announce our verdict. Too bad, Bubbles, but I'm afraid you haven't got a chance. Oh, my opposing lawyer, what makes you so sure? I study the facts. Yeah. That's something you didn't think of. I made a strong plea. That's something you didn't think of. I played up to the judge. That's something you didn't think of. Our verdict is that Harvey Lagoon wins. Oh, my goodness. Bubbles, he wins. Yes. How can that be? Well, I bribed the jury. That's something you didn't think of. You see? <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, just a little bit of philosophy. Now, the topic of my philosophy is if at first you don't succeed, try, try again. For instance, I know a man who proposed marriage to a girl, but she didn't hear him. Then he proposed in a louder voice, and still she didn't hear him. He even yelled the proposal, and still she didn't hear him. You know why? Because she was hard of hearing. And when he realized that, he showed her the engagement ring, which contained an 11-carat diamond, and then she hated him. You see, she wasn't stone deaf. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Good night. Well, that wraps up this edition of the Golden Days of Radio and our last show from the Frankfurt studios of the American Forces Network. A humble thank you to each and every one who has made this a memorable experience. And a particular thanks to my hosts, Robert Harlan and Paul Cryer. You know, when it comes to providing an important service to Americans, the people at AFN know what it takes to make a network operate. It's the free American system at work, and I'm proud to be a small part of it. As always, I'm looking forward to returning to Frankfurt. For now, thank you for listening, and join me next week when we'll be back in Hollywood. This is Frank Brzee for the Golden Days of Radio. This is the American Forces Radio and Television Service. Thank you.